Have you fallen down the cottage industry rabbit hole yet? Well, if not, buckle up, Alice, and click on over to the description in the show notes and sign up. Then you can get ready for the most fun induction into the cult of all things yarn and fiber. This will include, but not limited to, free yarn, free ebooks, patterns, coupons, and much more. You don't want to miss out. listening to Crime Coffee and Crafts, a podcast featuring two crafty besties who love true crime and a good cup of joe. Hey, amateur sleuths. I'm Kristen. And I'm Heidi. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning. It seems like we're having good internet waves, so let's like keep that going, right? Aww. Yes, please. Yes, that would be I nice. love it. I love a good start. I love it. Love it. How have you been? How's your week? Two weeks? Week? Oh my know. goodness. They've been long. I, think, I know I think that. It just gets worse and worse and worse. Yes. Yeah. Um, I am looking forward to the summer being done. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's and been. It's not- it's not because our kids are home. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's being a cop. Yeah. It's, cop, summertime is... It's rough because more, more people are out and about. Well, and I work in a tourist community, right. too. And so there's just extra things, extra traffic, extra visitors coming in. Right trafficking just stuff a lot of stuff a lot of people wilding out yeah a little little too much wild we don't we don't have that where we live thankfully yeah well i mean we have it different where we live where i live is different than where i work that's that's true which is helpful and fortunately i work where i live <laughs> right in where you live. Um, but yeah, how was your week? Oh boy. Um well you had some power issues, which we, didn't help. Yeah, we had a major storm come through and it was technically a derecho. Mm. But where we live, it's really interesting. So like Indiana. Ohio all got hammered by this thing but where we live it's in a little valley so like for some reason all the storms come through and it's like you'll see the radar it'll be like a big blob coming in to eat you like pac-man and then all (laughs) of a sudden pac-man's mouth opens up and goes around you yeah so like we don't get the brunt of it thankfully right but this storm was so gnarly that we were all without power like ninety-five thousand people homes and businesses like were without. two days right it was a lot of people was two full days mm-hmm. we were only without power thankfully for like 19 hours 
but like a lot of people don't have generators, which is ridiculous. Mm, they're to expensive, me, but they are expensive. But you can get a small it took one. Me, yeah, it took me a long time to be able to afford one. Though. Yeah, we just have like we thankfully got a big enough one that we can run our freezer, our fridge. Yeah, and, that's what I have. Yeah, it's, that's all we care about. Yeah. Well, and keeping Dwight, that food, Dwight's that chair, food fresh. <laughs> Dwight's yeah. lift chair has to be able to lean back and lean up. So, right. Because I don't know how many times he does that a day, but it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. I, a, I have, he has a back problem. Yeah. So it's a lot. He's got to adjust. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I'm really glad to have power back. And then the next day, the power went out again because another tree fell on a line, but they had it fixed mm. quickly. So yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me if I cough. Okay. Just hit the mute button. I don't know where that is. It's what on is your that? microphone. Right on the front. Just hit it and it'll like blink. And that means we can't hear you. <laughs> for those not watching, Kristen just busted out her glasses <laughs> to look for this thing. Oh, it's the red light. Yeah, the little red light. <laughs> we've only been doing this for almost a year yeah it's it's fine (laughs) you learn something new every day (laughs) Uh, all right so i do have coffee i have two different kinds of coffee that i'm drinking today because i have iced coffee too but We'll, Ooh, we'll, nice. just focus, we'll focus on one coffee. Um, this is from my mom. She actually sent this to me from Hawaii. And it is called Vigilate Prime. And it's from Maui. It's pretty cool. It's a small batch coffee. So I like small batch. I just think it's cool because it's a play on words. Right, yeah vigilante crime plus it's got like an owl for the logo which yeah that's cool um but it's a medium roast it's really yummy it says it's grown at the base of the amazonian rainforest and then roasted on the tropical hawaiian islands and it's nice. hand, hand picked so highly recommend very yummy what does it say Nice. Small batch roasted by Maui Social Hour coffee roasters. Oh. <laughs> That's cute. I like it. My craft for today, y'all. Okay, so the top secret stuff in the last episodes is not top secret anymore. I'll post a picture on the Instagram. I already yeah. did on my personal one, but she has her stuff it's official and she loves it and she loves it she tagged me on the gram yeah it's um, i i am um, sorry oh go ahead look it's skulls i know they're crocheted skulls and i'm i'm making a purse so i've got two panels wow and then i have to make the gusset to go between them right so it's not like a flat bag like that and then I'll do like a crossbody strap. Uh huh. I'm in love. I know you'll be getting one. I sure. love that stitch. Don't you want to like? Love it. I want it to be a sweater. 
I know somebody made it into a sweater. Yeah. Which I can do. Maybe I'll just make sweaters. Cool. <laughs> what I was going to tell you is that um, Katie, um, I re- replied to her story mm-hmm. about her baby items. And um, I wrote that you were the best. Like, we both just agreed that you are the best. Aw. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Your best friends love you. Well, I love you guys, too. <laughs> so I'm real excited. I think that was our, our first little conversation, her and I. <laughs> yeah. You, they've never met y'all. We haven't. We haven't. And I just, I think the world of Katie, especially for um, being Heidi's friend. Well, and she, Especially when I wasn't there. She's a, she's a listener. She's here. I know. So thank you, Katie. (laughs) So so is the baby. (laughs) All the time. I mean, that baby is gonna be like super street smart when she comes out. So oh yeah. Yeah. Got all the tips. She's gonna be like, oh, trust your gut, trust your gut. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I just almost made you spit (laughs) on (laughs) you. It almost went. All right. So are you ready? I'm ready. I'm excited. It's it's a, a, a historical situation here today. Okay. Because it's been a minute since we've done like something historical, or at least since I have. Oh. Uh, Mary Ann Cotton. Have you heard oh, of her? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know the full story, so I'm really excited to hear the story. Yes, I know. Yeah, so hopefully I don't miss any of my trigger warnings. Sorry if I do. Uh, poisoning, because you know mm-hmm. she's a lady, and that's we what do. ladies used to do back in the day. Ladies used to poison men. Yeah, still um, do. Yeah, they do. Murder of children and adults, and hanging gone wrong. Mm. yeah hanging in general is just wrong but uh, i mean when it goes sideways yeah oof. yeah be forewarned <clears throat> folks be forewarned. yeah i know we were just talking about hangings like public hangings and i was like yeah. I, would, I totally would have been one of those people that was like i need to see this <laughs> i'm like such a fucking creep <laughs> <laughs> Oh, anyway. Okay. So Mary Ann Robson was born in County Durham, England, on what we consider to be the best day of the year, Halloween. Mm -hmm. We love it. Can't wait. Back in 1832. So it was a little different. A little different. Um, Her father was a colliery. Colliery? that word's hard Mm. today for some reason wow a colliery sinker which is someone who specializes in creating vertical mine shafts so like coal mines back that day yeah yeah it's a very elite specialty um she had a sister named margaret born two years after her in 1834 but margaret only lived a few months Uh, the next year her brother robert was born 
at eight years old, Marianne's family moved to County Durham village of Merton, where she was considered by her Sunday school superintendent to be quote, a most exemplary and regular attender, a girl of innocent disposition and average intelligence. Oh, it's just called her average. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, wow. That's... Yeah. She also said, distinguished for her particularly clean and tidy appearance. Like, not the dirty kid. So not she was put kid. together. Yes. Yeah. Always put together. Very much. Mm-hmm. And so I've read differing accounts on when this next part actually happened, but we'll go with this date. Okay. Uh, February of 1842, or four years later in 1846, um, her father died after falling down a 150 foot or 46 meter mine shaft. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Not coming back from that. No. The South Hetton Coal Company had his body delivered back to her mother in a sack that was stamped with property of the South Hetton Coal Company. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Talk about like a real sad delivery. Yeah. Um, unfortunately for the family, their cottage wasn't actually theirs. It was so actually evicted, owned by the coal mine. Yeah. So they were evicted. And, like, that's just so shitty. Like, they just lost their patriarch know, to their family. And like, now what are they supposed to do? big business yeah it's it's just takes sad. away your livelihood yeah so the next year her mother remarried to a man named george stott some sources say marianne left home at 16 to study to become a nurse but that she returned home just three years later and began she began training as a dressmaker um i also did read that she worked at some type of school with her mother, I think. And mm. that like the kids really liked her. But mm-hmm. um, I only saw that in like one spot. So I didn't really want right. to focus on it. Um, yeah. Up to this point in Marianne's life, she was known to be a God-fearing woman with a strict faith. And then she got married. And yeah, things changed. Marianne married her first husband, William Mowbray, in 1852. And over the next 10 years, they had almost as many children. Oh, yeah. But back then, records were not great. So we don't really know exactly how many children they had. Mm-hmm. Eight or nine, according to most sources. Yeah. Um, but there was one that said only four. So maybe four mm-hmm. on record. um four on record or four that survived or oh so i did put in here only one of their children actually had a birth record because birth and death records weren't the law until 1874 oh so people were just they were just born and yeah nobody knew who the hell they were they didn't know how old they were most of the time wow i know and if you look at like different records um, a lot of people didn't know the spellings of their own names. And so it, mm. it would be, you know, one spelling this year in the census in America anyway, and then it would be totally different in the yeah. next one. It's pretty interesting. Hmm. 
Um, let's see. So the family moved around a lot, but in 1856, they settled in Hendon, Durham, Durham County, which is back where she's from, basically. Right. Um, William had taken out an insurance policy at some point on himself and their children. And at that okay. point, there were only three children left at that point. Mm. So I don't know how many kids they had at that point already. I'm not right. really totally sure, obviously. Um, their other children had died from what was called gastric fever, which has the same symptoms as arsenic poisoning. But mm. nobody knew the symptoms of arsenic poisoning yet. Mm-mm. So it's pretty crazy. And so Marianne's victims were buried with without anyone even batting an eye. Yeah, because they're just, oh, they died. Okay, yeah. move on. Yeah, and it's like so far back. So in 1864, William also died from gastric fever. And shortly after he died, two more of their children died from gastric fever. <laughs> Like, she's on a roll. I'm sorry, guys, but uh, we should probably look into this one. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it's so long ago that nobody was putting it together. It was so common, I guess. So, Marianne collected her insurance money and left her remaining daughter with her mom. And So, she was just a single lady with no children, no responsibilities all of a yeah, sudden. Yeah, but also nowhere to live. So... The streets are calling her name. Yeah. At some point, (laughs) (laughs) at some point before her next marriage, she lived with her lover and his two brothers, but her lover married another woman. But he will make another appearance later in this case. Okay. I'm not really going to talk about him just yet. Uh, Marianne found Keeping us suspenseful. Exactly. So Marianne found a job as a nurse in a hospital, which fucking yikes. The perfect place for a serial poisoner to work, Mm -hmm. obviously. Obvi. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) In 1865, she married her second husband, George Ward. George was actually a patient at the hospital that Marianne was working at, and she cared for him. So George, yeah, so she married him. The perfect victim <laughs> yeah. to make some more money. Right. George died in 1866. And while he had been ill, he was getting better. And his doctor was surprised he had died so suddenly. <laughs> Let's up that poisoning, shall we, yeah, boys? Exactly. <laughs> his death certificate says he died from English cholera and typhoid. So, yeah, and Marianne, of course, had another insurance policy. So she collected money on her now deceased second husband. Like a good Black Widow should. Yes, and Mm. she went on a little vacation before moving on. Oh, let's have a little holiday. Yeah, super (laughs) awesome. So Marianne found a new job when she came back from vacation as a housekeeper for a man named James Robinson. James's wife had died recently, so he needed help 
around the house and raising kids. He had he was a widower and, yeah, yeah. and a dad. I mean, he still had to work and there were kids. So within weeks of Marianne arriving to work at James's home, one of his five children died from gastric fever. Oh my. Jeez. She just went in there and yeah. right? Started yeah. damage. My goodness. So James was looking for comfort. He's a widower and now lost a kid. And he found that comfort in Marianne Cotton's bed. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for him. Um, and she did become pregnant. So the next year, 1867, Marianne's mother was very sick with hepatitis. So, of course, Marianne went to visit because, you know, that's what a good daughter does. <laughs> she, she didn't die of the hepatitis, though, guys. <laughs> nope, because her mother was actually <laughs> recovering. And then she died within about a week of Marianne showing up. Um, just, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So her mom had been complaining of stomach pain, which like definitely is not related to the hepatitis because she really was better. So Marianne now had her daughter that her mom was caring for Mm -hmm. uh, from her first marriage. And she took her daughter back to James Robinson's home, but she too got very sick with severe stomach pains and died not long after. It's it's crazy. And what so a did monster. So did two more of James's children. She's and nobody batted an eye. It's crazy like, how many people died around her. Give it to the 1800s, guys. For real. So Marianne collected the insurance money from her daughter's death. Um, and the three children were all buried between April and May of 1867-ish. And it's crazy to me that James wasn't suspicious of Marianne at this point, but he really just wasn't yet. I think he was, he was blinded. Just, I think he was not just blinded by all of that, but like also he was so sad. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> his emotions were probably and all over. She was probably just giving him lots of attention. Yep. So in August, James Robinson married. Marianne. Mm-hmm. And just a few months later, she gave birth to their first child. But that baby was sick and died in February of 1868. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's sickening. On June 18th of 1869, their second child was born. And thankfully, it was during 1869 that James realized Marianne had been stealing from him as well, Mm. which like, don't steal my money and my shit. (laughs) Um, She was keeping money that she was supposed to have put in the bank for him. Mm. And I guess she had run up quite a tab. (laughs) Um, I'm not sure where, but like she owed people money, so. He was also getting really suspicious of her because she kept trying to get him to take out an insurance policy on himself. Hmm. Yeah. Finally, a little yeah. light bulb went off. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. So he kicked her out and kept their son, most definitely saving his life. 
Right. And during this time, Marianne was living on the streets and was increasingly desperate. Oh, boy. So in 1870, her friend Margaret Cotton introduced her to her recently widowed brother. Frederick Cotton was a pitman, which is also having to do with the mines. Okay. Um, He had four children with his wife, but two had died prior. So like he's lost a lot already. Yeah. His sister, Margaret, had become the mother figure to his two living children. Um, So that same year, Margaret and the youngest child died. Wow. Oof. Yeah, Margaret had a stomach ailment, strikingly similar to almost every single person who came into contact with Marianne. Ugh, she's terrible. Wow. <clears throat> she's terrible. Yeah. So Marianne consoled Frederick Cotton, and in September of 1870, they were married. Bigamously, though, because Marianne was still legally married to right. her to her not deceased last husband. <laughs> right. James the one who Robinson. Kicked her out. Yeah. They had a son, Robert, who was born early uh in the part of 1871. So now sometime close to when their son was born, Marianne found out that the ex-lover of hers, who I mentioned earlier, yes. lived about 30 miles or 48 kilometers away. <clears throat> Joseph Natras, Natras, mm-hmm. I don't know how you say it, but whatever. Um, and Marianne struck up their affair again. Ooh. Since Joseph was no longer married. Ooh. She was like, hey, I am twice married. I'm twice married. <laughs> let's let's I, get back to having I've, an affair. I've got two husbands. Does that <laughs> cancel each other out? Um, (laughs) so Marianne talked her family into moving closer to West Auckland so she could be closer to Joseph (laughs) wow yeah so apparently they where they were living previously Mm -hmm. they had some neighbors that she didn't get along with because I think they were noticing what the fuck was going on so um, so she moved instead of killing them yes (laughs) Yeah, I mean, at least they were saved. Yeah. By the end of that year, though, two more children would die, and so would Frederick Cotton from gastric fever, no less. Yes. So, yeah, Marianne claimed all of the insurance money on them and moved in with her lover. As a good, murderous Black Widow should. Yes. That's just piling Exactly. She found work as a nurse to a man recovering from smallpox. Um, A lot of sources say his name was John Quick Manning, but there's literally zero record of any man going by that name in that area during that time. Interesting. However, there was a man named Richard Quick Mann who did live in that area and fit the details of what was known about him. So, so they just got a record of his name wrong. Yeah, this may be who they were referring to. And maybe he just went by John. You know what I mean? A lot of people just went by other names. Right. Maybe he didn't want to go by Dick, you know, short for Richard. Who knows? Um, 
anyway, this man she was nurse to got her pregnant for her 13th time. Y'all. That's a lot. That's a lot going on with the body. OMG. Wow. And seriously, like, it's so hard keeping track of how many people she's killed so far. I lost track. But this isn't over yet. Yeah. So Frederick Jr. died in March of 1872, and her other baby, Robert, died shortly after. So at this point in her life, she's... people's lives. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Can't even begin their life. Yeah. 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 She's killed almost all of her children and stepchildren and three of her husbands. And it's gone completely under the radar. I don't see how. She keeps moving around. Yeah. And there's less tracking back in that day. There was like no tracking back then. Yeah. So she's now got two lovers (laughs) and a lot of dead husbands. So one of the lovers, Joseph Natras, Natras revised his will leaving everything he owned to Mary Ann. But guess what happened after that? Did he die? He became very ill with gastric fever (laughs) and died. Oh my goodness. What the fuck? Her her twice, her twice twice lover lover end up dead because he changed his will. Couldn't have done it. Angel of mercy, right? Oh yeah. Ooh, yeah. I have so many cases I want to cover that like kept popping up during this. Oh, I imagine research where I was just like, wow. Um, But this one, this one tops the cake. Yeah. There was a parish official named Thomas Riley, and he had asked Marianne to help nurse a woman who had smallpox. Marianne told him that the last cotton child, Charles Edward Cotton, was in the way, and then she asked Thomas Riley if he could get the boy committed to the workhouse. Oh. Yeah. But he told her that she would have to accompany the boy. Now, I'm not sure if Marianne knew that Thomas Riley was also the West Auckland assistant coroner or not. Hmm. I'm assuming not because she then said to Thomas Riley that the boy was ill and that she wouldn't be troubled for long and that he'd go like all the rest of the cottons. Oh boy. Holy shit. There's a I hope he was paying attention. That's a vague confession. Yeah. Just five days after this conversation, Marianne told Thomas Riley that Charles Edward Cotton died. So naturally, Riley went to the village police and talked to the doctor, convincing him to delay writing the death certificate so they could investigate the death further before she could get the insurance claim. Because you have to have a death certificate to get your insurance. Right. Yes. So immediately after Charles died, Marianne didn't go to the doctor. Nope, 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 nope. Of course not. She went to the insurance office to file that claim. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's when she found out she wasn't getting a damn thing until a death certificate was issued. And things are a bit fuzzy in this area. Right. Because, yeah. 
Some sources say an inquest into Charles' death found that he died from natural causes, but that a newspaper had researched her because they were interested in this dramatic story, I'm sure. Um, What they found was that Marianne had moved around a lot and that a lot of people near her had died from stomach fevers. Now, this led to the doctor who had attended to Charles' body digging deeper and he had kept samples from the autopsy and proceeded to test them. Oh, good man. He found arsenic. As he should. Yeah. So Dr. William Byers Kilburn informed the police of his findings and they promptly arrested Marianne, charging her with murder. A murder most foul. Yes. Charles' body was exhumed. Um... Other sources say that arsenic was found to be the cause of death for Charles immediately and no mention of a newspaper at all. So I like the newspaper story, you know? Yeah. They were interested in that. Would make sense for like a journalist to be like, ooh, something is awry. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Regardless, this was all her undoing. However, her trial was delayed because remember, she's still pregnant at this point. (laughs) Oh, with number 13, right? Yes, lucky 13. Oh, boy. Mm, She gave birth to her 13th and final child on January 10th, 1873. Oh, two days before my birthday. Mm -hmm. Not in 1873. Oh, I hope not. You'd be real fucking old. (laughs) I mean, I look it. (laughs) No, you're not. Oh, my God. (laughs) You would, what, be 100 and... I can't even count that far back. It'd be like you'd be 151 years old. Yeah. Holy shit. Math, y'all. It's still there. <laughs> <laughs> it's too early for me. I think I got that right. I could be wrong. Don't judge. Could be 10 years one way or the other. Who knows? Um, so on March 5th of 1873, after some more prosecutorial delays. Marianne Cotton's trial began and her attorneys tried to use the defense that the room, sorry, this is funny to me because it's like so ridiculous. Um, The deceased had died in was wallpapered in green wallpaper, which was known to contain arsenic. They stated that the room had not a very valid. Yeah. They stated that the room had been washed out with an arsenic based soap and, and that when the soap dried it created a dangerously poisonous dust you have to have so much more than what is what was put in those exactly so basically they were saying that the victims had inhaled the deadly dust and died but this defense did not work thankfully good um she was found guilty on march 20th this is the quickest trial ever and sentenced to death by hanging the jury only took 90 minutes yeah, or coming mean, back with the verdict. Yeah, there's a lot of evidence against her, even back back yeah. in that day. Yeah. So when the verdict was read aloud in court, apparently she yelled out, "Oh no! Oh no!" She, you know, she's like a very kept woman. She didn't want anybody to know her secrets. So maybe prior, she shouldn't have killed all those people. I know, right? Prior to her hanging, Marianne Cotton made sure she looked presentable, as usual. Mm-hmm. Before saying, now I am ready, and slowly walking to the gallows. She was hanged on March 24th, 1873, 
not due to her neck snapping like it should have, but due to strangulation because the rope was too short. And some say this was done purposely. Oh, she was the hanging that went wrong. Oh, yes. Mm. Yep. And she she only had two children. Might have. Yeah. I think it was the executioner. I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. No, they just made her death a little more agonizing. Yeah. She only had two children who survived her. Out of 13. One son, one daughter. And that's it. Um, Well, sort of. She, while the whole process of trial was going on, I found some really cool newspaper articles on newspapers.com. Uh-huh. And, um from back then she had written a letter to like some like upper whatever like some some like politician type dude and was trying to get him to write a letter to the judge trying to get her like a stay a stay of execution yeah yeah but he was like i don't see any reason to do that yeah (laughs) so sources um Encyclopedia Britannica. I love the Encyclopedia Britannica. Yes. Um, So many good memories of writing essays from those books. You're so weird. I know. So weird. Essays (laughs) essays are the worst. Um, Wikipedia, of course. And a book that I own called Women Who Kill. Yeah. (laughs) And of course, newspapers.com. Yeah. So, yeah. You seem to be able to get info from there. I can never get any info from there. Like everything I... Are you logged in? Yeah. With our login? Yeah, yeah. I just mean the things that come up are locked. Or, Uh, you know, like I can't get... Yeah, you got to like dig deeper to like the not big wig not the washington post and not new york times i i need a second me that too i need time (laughs) yeah does anyone want to help Kristen with research (laughs) for free (laughs) it doesn't pay anything (laughs) no because we don't get paid to do this i actually do know somebody who might be interested in helping research because she loves it so yeah saying well i like to do it myself i just i know i want time i know i gotta steal time yeah Kristen already doesn't sleep very much so no look at these when when she's here she sleeps like a full eight hours (laughs) i do it's really i really do it's (sighs) because it's a safe space and there's nothing to worry about for you here. Yeah. When I go to your house, the only responsibilities I have are to make sure I. You're there. I'm there. And I'm alive. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> but here it's like I have animals and children and, and parents and yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. But I, it's worth it. It's just, I need some sleep. <laughs> yeah. Somebody make her sleep, please. Uh, anyway. Speaking of, um, how am, I'm going to be up for like 48 hours because 
I have to work a night shift. I have not worked a night shift in years. Y'all, I would die. I don't know. Oh, actually, I did do three shifts last summer. I, I cannot. I take that back. It's so hard. How am I going to do it? I have I just, no idea, dude. We'll get through it. A lot of energy drinks and some coffee. <laughs> energy drinks make me blit. Yeah. They're sometimes vital for survival. Yeah. I did learn a fun trick from one of our um, army friends. What is that? Who did go into combat. Did he chew chew coffee beans? No, they would put coffee grounds under their eyelids. Ew. Because you literally cannot fall asleep or you will die. So he would, yeah, he would just throw it in his eyelids. Pretty fucking gross. Inside the eyelids? Yep. Yep. Ow. I know. It's fucking weird. (laughs) But like when you're I know my brother trying to stay alive night watch he would do he would chew um chocolate covered espresso beans i mean i chew those anyway i can't they don't make them do they make them non-dairy sure they do i have dark chocolate ones that probably don't have dairy in them no we could just make our own true 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 well, anyways, guys, we digress as usual. Chocolate covered espresso beans are the best. Her. They are. When I could eat them, they were delicious. Yeah. Okay. So, anybody, if you know of dairy free, like they have to be fucking dairy free. I don't even want them on shared equipment with dairy yeah. made stuff because Kristen mm-hmm. might die because she's that allergic. Yeah. Um. No milk protein. Nah. Yeah. No. No. Which you cannot don't. remove from. We kind of like Kristen, so we don't want her to die, you know. So thank you. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. That's all I got. Oh my goodness. That so y'all good check out the merch, please. Good grief. Yes. We've got really cool stuff in there. And we really do. cool stuff will be coming soon. I just I'm failing on my uh digitizing front right now because my brain is a little frazzled. Yeah, but we'll get we, there. We've got ideas. We're coming along with some things. Uh, yeah. But that bestseller coffee mug is always there. Uh, that coffee mug is awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, we'll get you one. Until next time. Ta ta. For now. Thanks for listening to Crime Coffee and Crafts. If you love our podcast, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. This helps us more than you know. If you really love us and want to support us, go to our website at www.crimecoffeeandcrafts.com. From there, you can join our Patreon, shop our merch, and find us on social media.